Welcome to another episode of the Unboxed Academy podcast. My name is Sherrod, and I'm your host. If you haven't been living under a rock, you're well aware that the past week, our streets went from being empty due to COVID-19 to being flooded with people using their voices for justice. Another black individual was wrongfully killed, but this time, it's very different. This episode isn't for everybody, but I want to encourage those who don't want to listen to ask yourself why. Your unwillingness to hear our cries for help is a part of the problem. We've been peaceful and we've been professional, yet you still act as if we're invisible. This episode in particular uses a lot of profanity, but it's not my job to tell someone what they can and cannot say. This is my platform and I choose to give my listeners the most authentic experience possible and I'm not changing that for your comfort. So without further ado, here's episode two of the Unboxed Academy podcast. What is up, everybody? My name is Sherrod, and thank you for joining in to the Unboxed Academy podcast. Today is going to be a little different. So I'm sure everybody is aware of the state of the world. Yes, the world is not just the United States. We have all types of countries joining in on the march, the march for freedom, the march for justice, the march for black people. And today I have with me my boy Dwayne and my what boy up? Ave. Yo, yo. What is good with you guys? Welcome to the podcast. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having us, bro. Of course, man. Of course, man. So I feel like this is necessary just because I'm black and this is a platform that I created for myself. And I feel like it's important that anybody who tunes in or anybody who needs to hear this, hears it. So I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to just tell your black story or just give us some knowledge about what's going on around the community. Because right now it's a shit show. We're at work and I hear helicopters. We're at work and I hear loud bangs and I'm, I'm just confused. Like, this is the time that we're living in, and I just want to know how y'all are coping with it, and how's it affecting you? I mean, man. Yeah, you like, can, yeah. shit crazy. <laughs> Once again, this is my platform, dog. You can say whatever you want. Man. Do not silence yourself. Speak freely. Do whatever you got. Shit's crazy. So, like, I think everybody should... Every everybody that looks like us should definitely pay a special care to to their mental health. I thought I was good, you know what I'm saying, over the weekend, keeping up with everything, going out, protesting, making sure, you know what I'm saying, my voice, everybody's voice is heard. And, you know, it caught up to me on Monday. I had to, it kind of broke me down. Like, I just, I don't, I can't understand it. You feel me? Word, so what happened? So... Like I said, I thought I was, I've been thinking I was good, you know, going through everything, donations, you know, protesting, trying to spread the word, making sure like we're, we're heard and that we get this change. And like Monday I was on my way in, you know, I just figured it'd be another, another week for us. Cause like this shit happens all the time, bro. So right, right. on my way, I wanted, I was just thinking, I was like, man, randomly, I was like, how many times have I? Like I said, like I, we talked about, how many times have I gotten in the car or gone somewhere, and as soon as I left the safety of the crib, the first thing I think of is, or I start getting anxious about 
the boys pulling me over. I'm not going out to do nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to do nothing illegal. I'm not going out to get in trouble. But there's always this fear in the back of my head that at any moment, these niggas could pull me over. And you know what I'm saying? Nobody would fuck around and know what happened to me. The only reason we're really exposed to all this shit is because of the videos that are being recorded on, on, on phone. So it's, it's crazy. I think people should take a step away from social media when they can for a couple hours just to kind of center yourself and, and meditate and deal with and process like everything that you're feeling and seeing and just try not to, to really overwhelm yourself true i think that's important because like you said when we when we were having our conversation off of you know off the mic i was explaining how looking at social media is giving me anxiety you know like everywhere i go on social media i am exposed to some different form of what's going on Mm -hmm. and i don't know like it's easy to process because, like you said, it's been happening and it's going to continue to happen, unfortunately. But this one just feels different. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen the world react in this way. We have people in China. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all 50 states. All 50 states. And then you got China. You got where? England. Um, I think Nigerians are, are joining in. Like, everybody is joining in. And I honestly feel like this is what we needed. Because our voices aren't heard, but if everybody, everybody comes together, I feel like something can come out of this. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy. So I know that you were actually out there, like you were doing some stuff out there, like going and protesting and lifting your voice. How was that experience? This was, unfortunately, my first time actually going out and protesting. Um Honestly, man, it was it was a really it was a really powerful feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we protested in, in in Richmond. So, you know, I got out there and just the you have to kind of be out there to feel like the energy is everybody's out there for one cause. You can right. feel the emotion and people's voices as you as you talk to them, as they give speeches, you know, as you remember everyone's name and it's just kinda it's I I don't know, man. It's just like this this raw hurt energy. You know, everybody's out there wanting change. Right. Of course, you have those that are out there. You know, just cause. Right. Um, just because it's the cool thing. To yeah. Do. Photo op, whatever. Um, and then you got people that are out there to like fuck shit up, basically. But to be honest with you from my own personal experience from those that I've talked to that have been out there mm-hmm. different states different cities the videos that I've seen it's pretty much been that same kind of energy everywhere everybody is pretty much peaceful they want change they want their their voices to be heard and then you got the you know extenuating circumstances surrounding us that uh kind of Make these peaceful protests not so peaceful, right? And AKA the cops. 12. Right. That's a that's a good segue because a lot of these videos that I'm seeing, shockingly, are from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. And to me, I think it's crazy because you know you don't you don't 
well, at least I don't think of Richmond as like a place that would participate in something like that. But to see the tear gas, to see all of this stuff, I, I it's nuts. I'm, yeah, I'm in shock. And I know that I don't I know that this shit is real. And I just don't I don't know. I don't where do we go from here or how can we how can we continue to spread the message? How can we continue to hear to have people hear our voices? Like what do you think what do you think are some things that we can continue to do even after this like to not allow this movement to die down? to not allow our voices to be silenced again. So I think one thing of note that we should absolutely notice is that there is protesting, rioting, looting, whatever, going on in all 50 states and around the world for the last, what, week or so. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that there's been no real media coverage. Not only that, but any real change. I understand it takes time to pass laws and everything like that. But um, last time I checked the news headline, it said police had arrested like 11,000 protesters all across the states. And only today did I see somewhere that they actually decided to charge the other three officers that were involved in the incident and bump it up to second degree murder. So why the hell did it take a week and 11,000 people getting locked up for you know what I'm saying? For right. like, I always say um, history has a funny way of repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you uh, do your research on Dr. King when he was uh, murdered, um, you'll see that it was riots for days. And then all of a sudden there was an act that was passed. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but... You'll know you'll know the date if you look at what's very significant for African Americans and his death. You'll you'll it coincides with one another, um, but I think um, going forward, um, what really needs to happen is um, it's just support of each other. Um, I am from I'm a, I'm the product of a of an old, old black man um, who went through stuff that neither one of us could ever imagine going through. Um, served in World War II, Marine came home, got spit in, spit in his face, like coming home after serving in our war. Um, so I think that what what hurts us um, what really hurt us is desegregation. Although it sounds like you know it was a, a win for us, but it really wasn't. Right. Um, the money that we kept in our own communities, like you know, now you can go to you go down to Carytown or wherever, and you go out to eat, and you can go to any restaurant. It used it used to be that we could only go to restaurants and things that belong to us. Now, if you think about the dollars, not I spoke with Sherrod about this earlier. So the dollars we spend on clothes, um, shoes, cars, all the things that we we spend are not really in our community anymore. Um, I mean, personally, I can look down at my feet right now and I know how much I pay for these shoes. Um, but then I look at the shirt. If you know notice the shirt, 
You see it. Oh. Paper planes. So, like, so I, I, I'm consciously always trying to support, like, our businesses, like, even if it's it's clothing, food, um, it it could be anything. Um, I think that coming out of this, we should realize how much we are really worth. And I'm not just saying monetarily, but we do dope shit. Facts. And if if our culture is, <laughs> if we were loved as much as our culture was, I mean, everybody wants to be black. True. I mean, it's just because it's too, it's like a thing. Like, you know, oh, I see him, like, I see Abe, oh, he's got this on. You know what? It's going to be some person out there that's of non-color. He's going to be like, you know what? I like, I like his style. On. I like his style. I want it. Where'd you get those from, bro? So <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's just how how it is. I mean, there's there's I mean, I have I have so many things, so many examples I could I could share with you all. But again, I I sim- simply said to Sherrod earlier, I was like, we we do things in this country as backwards. Um and it's not as backwards to them. It's the right way. But the way we accept it is as, as backwards because we, we accept anything because we're such forgiving people. Me? Me? No. Nah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a savage. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy to, you know, see all of my um, uh, confederates with their mixed grandbabies those are the things that make me happy. Right, because it's it's something that is undeniable, you know? Like, are you just not going to love your grandbaby? I, <laughs> it, I, it happens, bro. Yeah, I mean, it definitely happens, but at the it same, nice at the to, same yeah, point, nice to see. for any person, like, if there's something that you don't fuck with, sometimes you got to take a step back and, like, really think about why you don't fuck with something. Because... If I'm white and I just hate black people, I don't know why I hate black people. I just know that I hate black people. And now I have a black baby inside of my family, and I just hate that thing. You know, it's still my grandbaby, but I just hate it. Why? So I feel like with anything that you don't fuck with, you kind of have to take a step back and just really think, like, do I really not fuck with this because X, Y, and Z, or do I just not fuck with it because that's what I've been told not to fuck with? It's just like kids. Like, if you feed a child, what's what's something that adults eat? Onions. <laughs> if you give a child onions at a certain age, they're gonna be like, Nah, I don't like. I don't want to eat onions. Or any, yeah, or any green. I don't want broccoli. But as you get older, you're like, Man, this is actually good for me. Uh, the exposure to this, this does something to my body, and it becomes something that you like. I know that I, you know, experience the same things, but. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good point, Dwayne. Because, what can you do at that point? Nothing. I mean, I feel like all that. Ninety-five percent of that behavior has got to be. Ninety-five percent of that behavior has got to be taught. You know what I'm saying? Just think about. Just even think about ten years ago, like us in middle school, going into high school, whatever, playing the game. We got live chat. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Game chat. Uh-huh. How many times were you called the hard R? 
without even saying anything, just sounding black will get you called that by these same kids that are your age. You're like, where, where do y'all get that from? You know what I'm saying? Like, true. That's not some shit that just show up in school. It's not some shit that just show up in a dictionary. It's not some shit that it shouldn't be some shit that teachers are, you know what I'm saying, teaching in the classroom. They're getting it from home. As kids, they're going, you know what I'm saying, they're going through puberty with these same lessons. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people, I've seen so many non, non-POC come out over the age of 25 saying, you know, today I woke up that this is wrong or, you know what I'm saying, um, I shouldn't have been judging people by the skin and their color. And I'm like, how do you go? Color their skin. Yeah, like, how do you go? <laughs> by drunk. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> how do you go 30 years thinking, stuck in the same mindset of hating somebody for no their reason. skin color? Yeah, their skin color. That's literally the only reason that you have to hate us. I just, man. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's easy. It's easy for them to do so because they don't have to have any problems in life dealing with color, and it's a, it's like a you're born with this privilege, and they don't understand it, and it's it's like when when you're a baby, you're a toddler, so you're two years old, and you hear your parents, mostly grandparents now, um, with derogatory uh, terms about people of color. And, I mean, even here, um, I've heard a very uh, important person uh, talk about some of the people of color here, and it's shocking, but... I look at that person's age, huh, they're 75, doesn't mean that they have a pass. It means that I understand them better because that's what they're taught. Now, if that person's child says that to, to me, they should know better. Um, they all should know better. But at the same time, do you want to know better? See, it doesn't, it doesn't affect them. Like, the killings, nothing affects them. Mm-hmm until it affects them. Like if one of these protesters are killed that are not a person of color mm-hmm. or something happens to them or to their kid, then it affects them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very, like it, nothing nothing affects you until someone says, you know what, you're going to lose your job if you don't do this. And you're just looking at them like, man, you don't do it. But then you start not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you better lose your job. And it affects you like, oh man, I'm I shouldn't have been doing that. Right. And people of color, both of you all know, you can't just do that. Right. Right. That's a that's actually a really good segue because a lot of people are saying that we have equal opportunity. And by equal opportunity, they're like, Oh, well, you can apply to this this job and you can do this and you can do that. But this shit is not equal. This shit has never been equal. Let me actually put that, you know, actually say that shit. It has never been equal for us. And even though we do have the opportunities to apply and put put these applications in, how many of you guys are actually getting your dream jobs? Um, I just have to say this. Um, Y'all know I'm I'm a little bit older than you both. And 
when I hear the term making America great again, that is one of the things that that burns me to my core. Um, can any one of you all tell me when America was actually great for people of color? Because we just got the right to vote in 1964. Um, we had to go through affirmative action just to be on the same playing field. Oh, never mind the never mind the uh, the the lynching. That I mean, we know it happened, and I guess no one's punished for it. So I guess that's cool. And um, the continuous lies on on black men. We we st- we stole babies and. We've done we've done so much that we haven't done uh, rape and I mean we there's so many innocent people in jail and don't, don't get me wrong that there's some motherfuckers who be doing some shit that belong in there right I mean um, of course and you know I, I got told my brother who who's there <laughs> I'm like bro you you sold fifty seven thousand sixty seven thousand dollars worth of cocaine every every month hey <laughs> but. That's a choice that people made to use it. Right. So, you know, at the same time, I'm like, why is the law so so hard on on that when someone actually said, I'm going, I am going to make a decision, a conscious decision to smoke crack. Right. But like I said, we, we just, we have a lot of, a lot of baggage that's undeserved, undeserved baggage. Um, as black men, as black people. So this morning, when I came in, you started telling me about the RVA. Yes, um, the the hashtag I believe is RVA twenty six. RVA twenty six. Now I wasn't familiar with this at all until you told me about it. But for those who may be tuning in, what is that, and what like what was that movement that was going on? Um. So I definitely want to say, firstly, do not quote me. Um, definitely look up the hashtag RVA26 to get a fuller picture of the story. Uh, but essentially, it's um, Richmond's version of kind of what's been happening uh, everywhere else in different cities where peaceful protesters um, are practically getting abused by the police. Um, the RVA 26, I believe, was a group of peaceful protesters that were mistreated. They were thrown into the back of a paddy wagon, I believe, zip cuff, you know. And taken to a to, parking lot. Yeah, packed to, it was packed to, I can't even say capacity. the word. Yeah, <laughs> packed to capacity, you know what I'm saying? Um, apparently, they didn't get, like, water, food, bathroom breaks, Etc. Their phone calls. Some I saw some say they weren't read their Miranda rights. I saw all mm-hmm. kinds of um, different crazy things. There's a video of a Richmond police officer spitting on a protester. Um, but essentially, the RVA 26, they were uh, peaceful protesters that were pretty much rounded up off the streets by the police, um, mishandled, mistreated for essentially I want to say like 10 to 17 hours. Uh, wow. They were kept overnight again like i said it no phone calls no nothing and um pretty much from what i gathered they were 
released the next day with no charges, no nothing. They kind of just kept them damn near for 24 hours. So this was pretty much hostage. Yeah. Because if I wasn't arrested, you're just holding me. This is They were pretty much hostage, like held hostage. Police do what they want, man. The biggest gang in America. Yeah. Uh, they now, I will say this. I got a I got a friend who's a Richmond police officer. He's he's nowhere, like nowhere near, um, what you you've seen, mm-hmm. or you know what you've heard about. He's a I mean he's he's a dope dude. He's always in Jackson Ward. He's about the community. Um, so he's not one of them, but. To say that, all police officers aren't bad, but they're the all a part <laughs> of a corrupt system. And if you know a bad cop and you know him or her and you're okay with it, you're just just like one of them. Right. So You're a bad cop, too. That is true. Silence makes you compliant. Definitely. I, that's, that's really good. Silence does make you compliant because... You're not doing anything to push the agenda. You're not changing anything. You're not doing anything to change anything. So silence is silence is murder. Silence is definitely murder. And as far as our president goes, <laughs> the statement, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. He really said that? I can't believe that he really said that. And I feel like I seen a tweet earlier where another, like a former president has said the same thing or something like that. And we all know that this has been like a common, a commonality between Trump and his wife just using other people's speeches and all of this stuff inside theirs. But how do y'all feel about the statement that he made? Because that's some wild shit. Like, we're, looting, we're, we're, not, we're not armed. So, These protests wanna, are starting from... Like, I just want to say this, because again... <laughs> History has a funny, funny way of repeating itself. Um, so we all live in the United States of America. It became the United States of America a couple hundred years ago. Uh, it was just the land of the free, actually, um, meaning the original people who had their land looted from them. Mm-hmm. Um live on reservations now and i hear um people don't they just get smaller every year damn near too yeah yeah but i hear people say oh they don't have to pay taxes why would they have to pay taxes in their own country that's that's the weirdest thing to me um but um so all the anglo-saxons have come here and they've taken over um i I don't want to say taken over they've established they've established these these laws to to govern in the way they see fit. Um, so once you do what, because all everything that we've done, and and it's gonna happen more and more. We learn from them. So if if someone stole land or stole something, that's what your four founding fathers did. That's how that's how we that's how you got here. That is so true, but hey, you know what? I dig- I I digress. Yeah. 
So um, I just wanted to go back a little bit more into um, how desegregation kind of fucked us over. Because if you think about it, it really did. Like, I mean, you said that it sounds good because it does. Like, unity and inclusion, all of those words sound positive. But how can I even put this? It kind of forced us. Well, it didn't force us to do anything. It gave us more options and... If I was to show you a shiny quarter or a corroded quarter, you're going to take the shiny one, right? Yeah. And I feel like because of the years of white privilege, these people have had the opportunities to perfect these products and to put it in a nice shiny package that attracts us. And because of our underdevelopment and just our lack of resources, our shit doesn't always look how their shit looks, even if it's the same product. Well, I'll say this, because uh, we come from a background of kings and queens, and we like nice, shiny things. Um, so when I, when I see um, cats with big-ass earrings on, chains, whatever, you know, that ain't my, that's not my style, because, you know, I like to be low-key. That's just mm-hmm. me. But when I see it, you know, I'm I'm like, floss, young man. Go ahead, do your thing. Cause that's what, that's what we, that's what we come from. So, but I'm sure that that person who has that doesn't understand that, understand why he he or she's even doing that. But at the same time, if we could we could do that, and that money that we spent on that could could be in our community. If we if we went to a black jeweler, or a black designer. Like those are the, the, that's the key to this whole thing. Like they desegregated us to get our money. Right. That's that's all it was. I mean, I I listen to people talk about. Um, well, I saw the quote from Forty Five that said, "I did more for the black community than any president since Abraham Lincoln." And if you know anything about why Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. He actually just freed the slaves so they could go back home to Africa. He didn't really want them here. It was a political thing. It wasn't, oh, he felt bad. He felt in his conscience that, oh, you know what, these people need to be free. No. Mm -mm. No, no. He wanted you to get your black ass out of this country. Thanks for building it. Appreciate you. (laughs) Peace. Now now y'all out. But, I mean, it's a a new slavery. It's called, they're called Mexicans. And, they're, they're they're just, I mean, it's cheap labor. They build all the buildings. They do it quick. So this country is built on black and brown people. And if we get these brown people to stick together with the black people, man. We're going to have a force. We would literally have a force, man. I really do hate how I feel like we're con- we're, we're really divided. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, just in in my experience, I've seen a lot of black folk, you know, try to try to show love to you know all POC, um, brown, light brown, caramel, Arab, Mexican, you know, whatever. 
<clears throat> the same as I see, uh, you know what I'm saying, the same people dragging them down and vice versa. Um, I kind of think it's, I think it's dumb that we're fighting. You know, we're all, we're all people of color, you know what I'm saying? There's only really one common person that's fucking us all over right. or one common, you know what I'm saying, whatever that's fucking us all over. Right. And I mean, I I do understand like some of the divide. Because, um, you know, honestly, some people just don't want to be black. No matter how black they are, the world has kind of shitted on our, our, our standards of beauty. True. And I don't know, man. That's, that is so true. Is um, there was this video. There was this video of this little girl, a dark-skinned girl. I'm, the one that said um, she was, she just said she was ugly with, like, the straightest, most dad yes, broke my like fucking she heart, meant dude. it, yo. And I know that there is a different dynamic between being dark-skinned as a male and being dark-skinned as a female and being that young. So I do understand that there's, like, a difference in that. But hearing that shit, it broke my heart, too, because I was like, she said it with the straightest of face. And when she her really her it. mother said, you know, like, no, what are you talking? She looked at her like like she was crazy. Like, yeah, like huh? what are you talking about? I've literally been told that I'm ugly because I'm this black. That's... That, shit, that shit hurts because it's like now it's affecting the generations to come. Like, she she doesn't even know anything yet, yet she knows that people think she's ugly because mm -hmm. because of her skin that's uh that's like one of the reasons that i don't rock with women that like wear hair weave because <laughs> like and i know i know it's gonna be like and it's not that I, I i mean it looks nice sure you know what i'm saying but like i like your natural beauty like if you if you got short hair Rock that short hair shit, man. In fact, it's you yours. Got, you got nappy hair, rock that shit. I mean, me, I got these 360s up in his hair. <laughs> and then with this, with this full beard, and then you got, hey, you then you got the salt. You know oh, what I'm saying? You young got, baby face came yeah, out here. Yeah. Yeah. Little thought fro, whatever. The little thought fro. And, shit. and yeah. I'm like somewhere in between both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But different shades, yeah. different shades. But you know, it's like, I think people. People have, I mean, black women and black people in general, they see the European way and um, they think that's the way to go. That's that's the look they need to have. Like, And, you know, I I want my, my black brothers to step up and be like, you know what? Nah, like, you good the way you are. I mean, that ass is going to be fat either way. <laughs> it's not just going to... Your hair is not an not, extension of that booty. Nah, <laughs> I'm not. Like, I don't care about that. That shit got to be jelly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't shake like that. <laughs> that's how I feel. But, you know, that's me. Y'all know me. I'm so I know you're you're a little bit older than us. <clears throat> Do yeah. you know where this whole hair situation came from? Because it's been, of course, it's been a thing since I've been a child. So I don't know. Man, that shit started, like, as I can remember, like, like 90 three awesome. <laughs> yeah like because i remember like i remember growing up i grew up in the 80s and i never remember that i remember so many girls having barrettes you know what i'm saying the little clinky. yeah they had all that <laughs> man i remember that i remember braids and never not once not once did i see weave like 
ever to like 93, 94. And I'm sure it was out, but whoever invented it over there in China, that Yaki, they <laughs> they they did something and and now every every black woman, you know, celebrities, they gotta get that that long flow. And you know what I'm saying? And like you can go back to pictures like pictures of like celebrities like first of all i love regina king because she's always been solid but you can go back to some of these celebrities and just look at their hair and their nose and and all that i mean they be getting that shit fixed all the time i mean cool i mean everybody has something about themselves that they don't really like but hey embrace it because that's what that's what you were given you know what i'm saying yeah I mean, but women are so self-conscious about every single thing. So it probably started with some nigga like said, <laughs> 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 man, what's up with your hair? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, why this shit so nappy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, it was. You know why it was nappy? Because this nigga had a, her bonnet on. You know what I'm saying? Oh wow! <laughs> so you're gonna shame me live for wearing the bonnet, but yeah. you know but, what? That's fine. Hey, but you know, hey, you know, hey, I man. couldn't, I couldn't go a day without. I gotta stay pretty out here. Man. I'm gonna stand by you on this joint, Abe. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna stand by you on this because you know I wear the bonnet too. My nigga. <laughs> You know what I'm right, saying? Man. So all my real do rag wearing niggas. I, I mean, I I don't wear neither one because you know I was I was you blessed. Was blessed. So, yeah. Oh, my great granddad was a white dude, so you know <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm, I'm a, live from the Caucasus Mountains. I'm a Slavic baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh wow. You know that shit. Look at that. Oh wow. You see that grain hairline, boy? Anyway, you know back back to back to the topic. Eh? We love four C. That yeah. is funny. Do y'all feel it's it's important for us to educate white people? Okay. This is this is this is this is this is funny. Um, and you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you know your view is my age. So I had a 20 year class reunion, um, a couple years ago. And and I moved down here. I went to a very very white school, and and the black people that went there, we had a group called Minority Expressions. So I've always been the same person, you know. I've I've always I always loved been my wild. people, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, we started a group after after um, our our class reunion because. One of the one of the guys uh, named Scott, he was like, you know what, I wanna I wanna learn more about you know why y'all still talk, and we only talked in high school because him and I played basketball together, but after that we went our separate ways. Like he went with his white friends, and I fuck with my niggas, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and that was it. But you know I saw him occasionally. I speak, but he was like. You know why is it that certain cliques, even even during like the class reunion, like all the black people were here, all the white people were there, and he was just like, why? Like why can't we understand each other better? And he's like not understand each other. He's like why can't white people understand black people? And and he's like I want to just know. He's like I want to in, in be informed and inform my kids and you know making making sure that you know because he, he's not racist at all. I've I've known him. He's He's cool, 
Now his parents are cool. Now those grandparents, those are the ones. You those are the, those are the ones. Like I wouldn't eat nothing from his grandma. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> she might put shit in your pot. <laughs> no, she probably put some arson, arsenic oh, in that shit. bitch. She, I'm dead. Ret, ret poisoning something. Um, it's not our duty to inform them. I think that they don't know, and I think some of them will not, will never act. They'll never say, "Hey." Why is this? So it's not our duty, but in your heart of hearts, if you feel like you need to go ahead and say, hey, hey, man, this is X, Y, and Z, or some of them just don't feel comfortable. Like, you know, I, I went and talked to a, a young man. Y'all are all of the same age, as a matter of fact, about about 200 feet to the right. And uh, I had a conversation with him today, and he's an avid, he was an avid Trump supporter. And today... Today he said to me, "I'm not sure how he got the evangelical, you know, the Christian vote." There you yeah. go. The uh, evangelist. Evangelist. <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't think of it. Uh, he said, "I'm not sure how they got. He got that vote." He's like, "Now I'm, I'm not sure how he got any votes." Hmm. And that was a a turning point after our conversation. I was like, "Wow, like, wow." Um, so. You know, slowly but surely, you know, people people will see, will see like, you'll see wrong. And, and if you have a, any type of moral compass, you know, you'll you'll come around. But our duty to teach them, no. Now, if they inquire, sure. Now, you can't just go out here and try to preach it to them because they ain't going to, you know. That's they not don't listen. Gonna yeah. listen. Yeah, they already not listening, so. Oh, it there. I looked at a lot of uh, a lot of protesters. There's a there's a lot of of people of non-color protesting. Probably majority of them. True of the protesters, especially on a day like today, it's hot, man. You know they got a protest downtown right now, bruh. It's funny that you say that because Dr. Umar actually just dropped a video about that. It's hot. Yeah, but they out there. That is true. Now. Here's a, a question just to stir some shit up. Because a majority of the people who are marching with us are the white people, do y'all feel like it's all genuine? Yes and no. Um, again, I see people that are going here just for a photo op and they're gone next thing. Just like I see them using their privilege and their own bodies to protect us. Um, honestly, I think if you if you're white and you want to help us, then that's what you should be doing. But you just like I just feel like it's just like with us how we all know every single last one of us is not going out there to protest peacefully. Right. Some niggas is trying to come up on shit. Yeah. I can't blame them. Anybody but got an that's air fryer, holla at me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no cap. I do need an ATV. All right. Um, so, hey, if y'all got two air fryers, <laughs> send, uh, send them a P.O. box. No. Just. But, I mean, yeah, you can't. I feel like we can't just like. We don't want them to generalize us. We can't generalize them, at least in this instance mm -hmm. because there are a lot of them that do 
want to help us and protect us and they do want to see change um so i don't think we should we should like throw them in the same group as those that are being paid to destroy black businesses and riot and loot and all that shit Mm. um because you know the only thing the rest of the country is seeing on their tv is the police uh fake kneeling with us or broken glass right and then they get the they get the spin that the police are trying to be like peaceful and it's the protesters that are you know that are not trying to 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 have a truce or you know talk it out or what may have you true I told you this morning, there's a thread of over 200 videos from this last week of different results of police brutality. I was listening to the fucking conservative talk radio this morning, Mm -hmm. and the lady was talking about the D.C. protests. And the two things that I remember the most from that are, one, the protesters um, getting gassed, basically, so the nigga could walk across the street and take that damn picture. And then the man who opened his house to over 70 peaceful protesters mm-hmm. who got tear gas. Um, and, you know, the police tried to get in his house, tear gas and shit up anyway. Uh, I say all that to say the lady on the news is basically like all of that was false. Um, there was violence at the protest. They shot tear gas, yada, yada, yada. Trump went up so, you know, he could, I guess, make a statement on freedom of speech and freedom of religion and all that shit. And I'm just like... The rest of the country isn't seeing the same shit that a small percent of the country is actually seeing. They're just getting basically the media outlets spin on it. So the police look peaceful, protesters look violent, and that's kind of affecting the the majority opinion of the country on what's going on. That is true. It's almost like it's it's two separate narratives, but there's it's footage, it's proof, and I don't know. I feel like I saw somewhere that said cell phones have protected us more than police have. They have. Cause I when, agree. Matter of fact, when do they get the most mad at us? When we're recording, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you turn your phone off? Or they try to snatch that shit or throw it. That's, matter of fact, that's, I usually see that in almost every video where they notice somebody's recording. That's their very next move. Oh, oh man. I, I'm sorry. I can't remember the young man's name, but, um, the young black man who was on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. he was, I don't, I can't quote the whole story off the top of my head, but essentially he was, um, the cops were after him. He was on live basically asking for help and they shot him and killed him while, wow. you know, he was on live in the story. They shot him and killed him while he was on live. Um, unarmed, police. You literally can hear a police officer laugh and say that's going to be a closed casket as another police officer reaches down, picks up his phone, and ends the live. And I believe he tried to delete it as well. But, I mean, you see Mm. shit like that, even with phone footage, is still almost people refuse to believe it. Right. But how? Like, how can you deny what you just seen? If everybody's posting the same thing, how can you deny that? And I feel like white people tend to just be able to be blind. 
or they'll always throw out the uh, black on black crime statistic. Yeah, but that has nothing to do at all. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything that we are marching for, with anything that we're rioting for, with anything that we're even asking for. Black on black crime is its own separate thing. Well, and that's only because <clears throat> niggas live among niggas. Yeah, niggas, niggas ain't never niggas. killed. Niggas ain't never killed another nigga for just being, for being a, a, nigga. a nigga. Exactly. Just so, for being black, we have never killed someone just for being black. It's usually over something. So, you know, being from being from DC, um, and I hear about the black on black crime, and I grew up with that a lot. Um, get two rats and put one piece of cheese in a box. Mm-hmm. See what happened. Takashi gonna snitch on. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. But one of them rats ain't gonna make it out alive. Yeah. So yeah. it's just survival, and and <clears throat> the way we're taught, and the way our slave masters taught us, is that. And people always say the crabs in a barrel syndrome. Well, it's very true because. If I'm the plug, mm-hmm. and you're 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 a plug or you're a dealer, mm-hmm. and he's a dealer, mm-hmm. but you don't want to give your plug up, mm-hmm. and you could easily give your plug up, and both of y'all could 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 eat. But then that means less for you at this point. So he kills you. Mm-hmm. Now he ain't got to worry about you. So he can get he getting it all because you didn't want to give him your plug true it's all because of resources yeah so you 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 put everybody in there together and Don't survival of the fittest it so. becomes like a it i mean it literally becomes a death match like just think about it is back to gladiator match. times they were just thrown in an arena and said fight <laughs> no whatever happens happens yeah whoever shit. dies dies whoever comes out on top uh, was the strongest i would have won because i would i would have hit him with that artery right there and let him bleed out hey man I got a few tricks of my own. That I'm, <laughs> I, I'm a savage. I don't fight fair. I'm going to tell you. Nah, you know it's a I'm fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fight. You wanted uh, to start this. I'm I, not a fight starter. I'm a fight finisher. I, I always fight to kill, and I feel I, I feel like that's bad at at my age. Like, I right now, I still fight to kill. Like I, I mean. That's just how I was raised. Niggas be shooting when they lose, so it's almost yeah. essential that you got to put your life on the line when it comes to situations like that. Now. Yeah. Speaking of that, I was downtown Saturday uh, protecting some of my black-owned businesses. We love to see it. Um, and I had two Glock 40s. And, um, <laughs> All right, back Spain. <laughs> SK assault rifle. And... And the dude asked me, was I going to shoot him? I was like, bro, well, you come into this business, I am going to shoot you. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was just, I felt crazy to say that, but he's a young dude, probably about 23. And I was just like, man. Was he black? Yeah. Why was he even inquiring, though? Like. That's my, that's he, my thing. Just because he doesn't know better. Some people were just out there to, just to be out there. They weren't outraged. They just out there just to be out there. Yeah. You know, it's like some people, they don't even know what it is to be black. They, because if you know niggas from the hood, they just think police gonna harass them anyway because they from the hood. They are, they are doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Doing some illegal shit, and it's cool. But they don't really know. They don't, they don't know their history. Like, like now, I feel like it's our job, my job, your job. Anybody who knows history, like if you know history about being black, about 
anything. Like I, I'm, I always try to drop knowledge. I, I'll drop, I'll drop some stuff like in the beginning of this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's about, it's about reading. It's only, only because my father who, who was born in 1921, told me once that they said if you want to keep anything from a black person, put it in a book. I've heard that before too. So once I was told that. I never stop reading, never, because I want to know everything, everything they don't want me to know. So it's our job, my job, to inform, educate. I don't care who's listening to this and, and if, you, if you get offended by this, but if I hear you say stay woke, you're a fucking idiot because staying woke means nothing if you're not informed or educated. So stay informed, stay educated. True. True. Because woke. I mean, you can see something and not understand what that is. So that's very much true. I like that. Me too. I like that. Me too. So for those people who are out there protesting, what's something that you would encourage them to do while they're out there? Like, how can they maximize their voice? Definitely the second y'all see that that one person or that group of people that are gonna that are basically gonna fuck everybody else over um like fucking in richmond matter of fact the friday night thursday night there was a white woman who was um, harassing the police officers while everybody else was like 30 feet away from her peacefully protesting. Mm -hmm. Get those people out. Go ahead and let let the let the boys have them because they're just gonna, you know what I'm saying, use that shit to attack everybody. Right. Um definitely try to stay in your groups, protect yourself from tear gas, um, and really just Go out there with a heart full of love. Talk to talk to your to the people that look like you, you know. Um, also, the just people who don't look doing. like you. Yeah. Also, um, I do want to say, if you are thinking about going out there, don't go by yourself. Somebody needs to know where you are, because right now everything is is crazy, and I feel like you should kind of expect the worst and that's sad to say but it's the reality we live in the chicago police department took a young man and told his family that they didn't have him for like a day two days three days some shit like that 30 mm -hmm. hours 17 hours some shit like that they had him in the precinct the whole time but whenever his family called in to ask about him they would tell them they don't have him call this place call that place that shit happens it's so many people that just get snatched off the street by them and we have no real way to to find them because you know they're right it just please stay safe don't go out by, by yourself if you if you don't have to that's all i really have to say on that um what i have to say is plan Plot, strategize, organize. These are the things that that 
I would suggest people to do. Like, I have a whole plan. Like, I got a, <laughs> I got a whole plan with my sister, some other folks, um, because marching and walking. Um, it's great, cool. Um, where people really feel it is in their pocket. Um, when we did the the bus boycott, mm-hmm. everybody knows Rosa Parks, Outkast got the song, you know, but they didn't they didn't want blacks on the bus to sit in front. They don't. They didn't want that. They still wanted us to be in the back. When we stopped using the bus, and they saw the revenue that they were losing, they like, "Hold on, chop." It's like you know what, bro. We need to we need to get these niggas back up in here. Let that nigga sit up front. <laughs> yeah, we don't care where they sit. They just need to, they they paying. They pay good money because we pay money. We pay for everything. We've always had to like. Like, you know, because we want to be fly. Like, yeah. you know, it's we'll pay $100 for a T-shirt. Fuck it. White boy's going to go to Target and get 10 Hanes T-shirts. <laughs> He's going to wear them bitches out forever. I'm telling you, our pockets, like. But ain't no black woman going to tell him he looked fly in that hundred in that, see, in that Hanes T-shirt. That's, that's I mean, you know what I'm saying? Though. On, on some real shit. I mean, I can I can pull it off. I'm just saying, like, for day. most cats out here, they not, you know. Man, you know <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the confidence you have, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, true. True, that is. You know yeah, yeah, I can walk true. through this bitch in a Speedo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be confident as a motherfucker. I wear crop tops and bonnets. You know There's no saying? nigga out here that's shitting on me when it comes to confidence. <laughs> you feel me? You know what I'm saying? If like, I saw you out with a fucking bonnet, I'm going to shit on you. And that's fine. <laughs> And I keep telling you, cause that. you know who gonna love that shit. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Not none of your hoes. You know what I'm saying? I don't have hoes. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what? You right. My fault, Mister <laughs> Bitches. Yeah. Damn, this shit turned quick. Hey man, but this is <laughs> that's, honestly, that's, yo, this is this is what it's for, man. That's this what is, we aim to do, though. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's, this is this is exactly what it's for, man. This but, is like a free space to say. Again, back to back to what we we we're really talking about. Um, I just want people, like I said, plan, plot, strategize, organize, and don't just don't march with a purpose. March with saying, you know what, I'm a. I'm only going to eat at Big Herms because I'm marching. I'm only going to eat at um. Ain't so taco from Jack. Uh, yeah. Jack hey. Yeah. Hey. Oh, so you hit? You like? You like? Hey, I ain't gotta stop that. Yeah. So, I be ordering them niggas like five, six times a week. I don't blame you. Right down the street. You know what I'm saying, but I mean, it's gonna hurt me to my heart to not eat at least chicken or fat dragon or fat dragon. <laughs> that happy hour was crazy. <laughs> Um, but if you stop eating at all these places, think about it. You stop, if you only go in, and don't go to stores in the hood, because those Arabs don't, I mean, and they're people of color, but they really don't, they don't really don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they got don't. their own shit, you know? Yeah, they got their own community, and I fuck with it. I fuck with them for having it. I fuck with Jewish people for having the Jewish community. That's what I'm talking. Like we have to have our community. I mean, we had excuse to put the pronoun- pronunciation on this. Uh, Tulsa, uh, Tulsa. 
Blackstock Market, Black Wall Street. Yeah, it's yeah, you, 19, well 19, until 19, they, 21, five, we had it for we had it for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Until, we had it until um, May 31st, 1921. Yeah, then I mean, you like, know, I got I got <laughs> I know the knowledge, man. I got I got yeah. it all. I mean, like I would love to see more shit like we that. Have, we can have that, but we have to say we have to say, hey, we we have to push. First of all, people who make the most money in this country are, are black athletes, so we have to put push our black athletes because athletes th- they turn the needle. I don't care what you say, Jordan, uh, Braun, who else did I? Uh, Jay Z, uh, Diddy. They they turn the needle, and if they say, "Hey, we only gonna do this," if they say, "No, we not fucking with these people at all," if if Cole came out and was like, "Yo, we not fucking with Nike," it's over. Nobody. If 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 Jay Z said, "I'm rocking Puma," like if, if, if Beyonce <laughs> if Beyonce said, "Hey, we dropping this line, big ball of brands. This is the only shoes we buying." Yo, everybody buying them. I'm gonna have the Lonzo threes on, you know what I'm saying? Lonzo threes, yeah. They have the influence, and and not only we keep asking, you know, white people to use their privilege to help us. No, we need to really help ourselves. We have we have the tools, as my man Louis Farrakhan said in a speech in 2010 to Alex Sherrod. Listen to today. Uh-oh. Why, why are we? waiting on white people to do something for us that we can do for ourselves. And, again, not all white people are bad. So, in most whites listening to this, you know, I fuck with a lot of white people, black people. Not all white people are, are bad. Not all white people are good. Not all black people are good. <laughs> not all black, black people are bad. You, you, choose, you choose that person, and, and, you, and you really get to know their character, and you'll find out who they are. Like, you know, some people fuck with. They got best friends who ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And you and they know they ain't shit, but they can't let them go. True, true. <laughs> hey, that's a valid. You know what I'm saying? Point. And they and they be as, as black as they be. You know what I'm saying? And they they just like fuck it. You know, that's just how this motherfucker is. No, you just can't. You you have to make conscious decisions in your life to say, you know what? I I can only have this goodness around me. And if that person becomes good later on in life, yeah, cool. We still cool, but just remove yourself from the situation. As always, Dwayne dropping knowledge. Dwayne dropping knowledge, man. Man, I'm about to drop some food, man. I'm about (laughs) to go home and I'm going to cook some... um, some glazed what we Brussels having sprouts. tomorrow though i should make some glazed brussels sprouts with some oh bacon. my god <laughs> with some bacon and shit now this part's getting cut out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now nah, you gotta leave that shit in there yeah. man <laughs> All right. i'm gonna leave it in this is what we do like you know what i'm saying yeah that's oh, true some yeah. short ribs or something Ooh, i don't know shit boy okay I'm, I'm, you know me man you know i'm a i, I wear many hats many many hats man chef many talents. activist Oh man, I was I was I was born for it, man. Al- Albert Lane, man. I was twelve years old. He took me to Wilson, North Carolina, and he stopped in the middle of the road, and he said that tree right there is where they hung my best friend. Oh, wow. and I was twelve, yeah. and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, they hung my best friend from that tree." Some white girl waved to him, and I was like, "What?" And I was twelve years old. But you, you. Even on a subconscious level, you kind of understood 
what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, I understood because growing up, so growing up in D.C., there was nothing but black people when I grew up. Like, it was Chocolate City for a reason. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? I was like, man. That must have been lame. And when I came down here to visit my cousins who, who lived here, and I, and I used to, they lived in Chesterfield County, and I was like, Bro, who's these? <laughs> Where the niggas at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who are these people? You know, and it's not. And the only people that I remember being white in my entire life um, that I can remember, like when I was young, this I used to come down here since I was like five. I used to come down here during the summer for like two weeks. Um, I remember Bo and Luke Duke from the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> and Alec Trebek because I had to watch him. Every night with my um with my dad made me watch Jeopardy every night since I was like five, and I only and then I broke the um, floor model TV playing football in the house with my brother. So oh, the only thing I could watch was Jeopardy <laughs> and um, the Dukes of Hazard on Sunday. That's it. Wow, I got stories, boy. I got I got I got, I got I got I got gems <laughs> for you, boy. Well, man, I just wanted to say thank you both of you for you know taking the time to hop on this joint and just talk about your experiences your opinions and how you feel about what's going on in the world man because we all need it i'm personally overwhelmed by the shit that i see on a day-to-day basis and just being able to have a dialogue kind of lifts that that weight that i feel i'm holding on to because i can't really articulate what i want to say and just being able to be free and talk to my brothers really was therapeutic so i appreciate y'all i appreciate you say some wild shit (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm gonna say some wild (laughs) shit man um you know if if no one i mean who's listening to this attended the million man march um it was october 16th 1995 i mean most of y'all niggas weren't even born but um (laughs) i was barely walking (laughs) Well, I was I was there, I was there, and um, the energy, the energy that I felt on that day, I almost, I woke up this morning and I was like, man, I, I posted this. I was like, yo, I wish I had that same energy. That shit almost made me cry thinking about it, because I've never seen, especially being from D.C., seeing a million black men in D.C. without any violence, none, wow, whatsoever. That's crazy. So when people say we're violent people, nah. Now, y'all know I'm a calm dude. Now, you fuck with me. We retaliate. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we are very, very reserved people. And I think America is very lucky that, again, we only want to be equal and we don't want revenge. Fendi facts. That is true. The mic is dropped. And we're going to get out of here because we got a curfew of Eight o'clock? Yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> Get out there, protest <laughs> people. It's three black dudes driving in the car. Uh, <laughs> that ain't yeah, good. I ain't got far to go, but still, you know, yeah, that's, I'm out here. I'm, I'm yeah, here. they snatching yeah, so niggas up anyway, bro. Yeah. I'm out here. It ain't, it ain't many of us. <laughs> I was sitting in the car, in my car, and the police rode up on me like, yo, what you doing here? Nigga. Yeah, I, I live I mean, right there. Yeah, I live right there. See, but that's, that's, that's the shit. shit. Exactly, that's the shit that we go through. So, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you're a part of the change, man. Just do your best. 
use your voice and inspire someone to inspire someone else to inspire someone else. That's the only way that we can make a change.